0: The Radio Randomly Podcast. Hosted by Gandhi and produced by Gia Moylan. Chatting randomly to radio people about radio. Episode 6 of the Radio Randomly Podcast. Sorry it's taken me just over a week to upload one of these things. I went to Melbourne and I tried to get some studio time but it didn't pan out. But I'm still going to work on those chats I've got with Tom and Ollie lined up. That's going to happen next week. And another chat I was meant to do in Melbourne as well is with Riley Rose Harper who works right near Melbourne actually, but we've managed to link up anyway and have a chat, but Riley Rose, she works at Hit 104.9 in Albury, six to nine weekdays with Seamus doing a show there, and she's written an article for the local newspaper there, which is about imposter syndrome, where she talks about working with Kate Langbrook, and we're not working with, Kate Langbrook went to the station and... She met Kate Langbrook and just kind of felt like, you know, this is someone that she aspires to be. And there she was just walking around her building and she went into her boss's office. She writes about this in the article, but she went into her boss's office and uh, just started crying for no reason. She couldn't work out why because she was surrounded by someone, I guess, that, I don't know, she looked up to and went, I want to do that, we'll ever get to that. And Hamish and Andy were also there at some point as well, and she felt the same. So she wanted to put pen to paper, which she did, and she wrote a great article about imposter syndrome. And what I will say is chatting to Riley Rose Harper, and, and one of the great things about doing this podcast is getting to chat to other radio people. She's very positive and happy and just seems like a you know, someone who you want to be around. I really enjoyed my time chatting to to Riley Rose Harper and she's been a big supporter of this podcast since day one. She says to me, she listens to each episode and what she gets out of it. And, and that's great. You know, she's sharing what she's learned along the way as well as uh, giving back and, and saying what she's getting out of people as well, which I really like. So uh, Riley Rose Harper, I had her on the podcast and we chat about her article about imposter syndrome. The Radio Randomly Podcast, chatting randomly to radio people about radio. Riley Rose Harper, welcome to the podcast.
1: Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me on.
0: No worries, mate. I know you've been listening to a few of these episodes, so yeah. it's great to to finally have you on.
1: Are we going to do that previously on Radio Randomly? Yes. And go
0: through all <laughs> the other episodes uh, that, that you liked.
1: Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's really good. Congratulations on such a good podcast because, um, you know, there's lots of podcasts out there in the podcasting world now. And um, yeah, I think you're on something really good.
0: Do you know what it is though? Radio people love radio, don't they? Like you just love to consume it any way you possibly can. So I'm getting a lot of people from radio, obviously, listening to the podcast. But mm. why, why do you think we love it so much? What is it I about don't know. this industry? Well,
1: you, you're so right when you say, um, I think, yeah, everyone in radio likes to talk about radio. And I think with your podcast, it almost feels like you're eavesdropping into a conversation. Um, and it's really good. And, and obviously for me in radio, it's nice to hear, you know, journeys like your Tanya Hennessy's of the world and um, to see what they've been up to and what they've done and how they've come to where they are. Um, but outside of radio, I think people are intrigued about it as well. I mean, Um, I do know some people that are not in radio that love listening to this podcast. And, and of course you've got Craig Bruce's game changers as well. Um, that are just intrigued by the industry.
0: Yeah. There's certainly, uh, you know, people want to know sort of the ins and outs and how it works and. Um, maybe how they go about getting into radio as well. Cause I meet so many people They go radio. Oh yeah. I've always wanted to do that, Yeah, but then they don't know how to go about doing it. So yeah. I guess the, the first thing you need to do is, is really get started. And th- this is why it's interesting having you on today because you've written an article about imposter syndrome, which is mm-hmm. why I wanted to get you onto the podcast, because I believe no matter where you sit in uh, the radio industry, whether you, you think you're at the bottom of it or even the people at the top, I've heard. Em talk about imposter syndrome and Tanya talk about imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, everyone feels a little bit out of place in some way. What led you to write this article about imposter syndrome?
1: Well, it was one of those moments. We had Kate Langbrook of Husey and Kate in the Aubrey studios and, uh, she was doing a show, the drive show. And, um, Anyway, and, and, and this is not the first time it's happened to me. She left and I went into my boss's office and I just started crying. And he was like, what the hell is wrong with you? You know? And I and I was, and he, he, he you know, he thought he, I was just like fangirling so hard. Like, I love Kate. She's amazing. And I do love Kate, but I was feeling, I just felt so inadequate. Like I was like, I can't do this. Like this, she's amazing. And And I'm not essentially that's, you know, that was my thought pattern. And of course I'm a big believer in, you know, backing yourself and and all that as well. But these feelings pop up every now and then and it's so strong and so intense. And, um, it happened when Kate was here and, um, Hamish and Andy did their show about 18 months ago as well in the Aubrey studios. And, you know, they're like walking around and, you know, <laughs> Hamish, it's Hamish and Andy, and I was like, Oh my God, so cool. And exactly the same thing had happened. Yeah. Previously went into my boss's office, just started crying. And luckily at that moment he was like, you know, there was a brekkie spot, you know, opening up and I wasn't in breakfast and he was sort of like, well, how would you feel if, you know, something were to happen, something were to change. And, and that sort of went from there. Um, but you know, not even, not even Aubrey visits, it's happened at the ACRAs at the radio awards as well. Oh, I was so excited to go to my first ACRAs night. Yep. Wasn't even nominated by, by the way. So I just you went.
0: You paid for your own <laughs> ticket and that's not a cheap ticket. You paid for that oh. to go and, and see it all yourself.
1: Bloody hell. It was yeah. an expensive night
0: gone. <laughs> it is. It is when you're really not nominated. It sure um,
1: is. So, yeah, I just wanted to go check it out because I was like, oh, it'd be so inspiring to go to the Acras and see everyone. But I just felt like a small fish in a big pond. You know, Kate, Tim and Marty are walking past me. Um, Hamish and Zoe. And I love Zoe Foster Blake as well. And, and I was just like, I I kind of wanted to go talk to these people. But at the same time, I just sat at my table and just like, you know, ate my delicious, expensive food and just got on with it. because so I was like, I don't want to talk to them. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm sure people listening right now to this have felt the same way, especially at the Accra's Night when you get every single person in radio into this one room and there's some big names and you sort of, you really do feel out of place or you do start to wonder, am I ever going to get to these heights that you want to achieve in radio? You're looking at the people doing exactly what it is that you want to do.
1: Yeah, and they're so talented as well. And that can be a little bit, um, you know, you, you get so inspired listening to people's shows and, and they're so great and they're, and they're brilliant at what they do. And um, yeah, and, and it is inspiring, but yeah, it's also somewhat intimidating too because you're like, oh, I don't know if I'll ever be that good. And I've always had this kind of feeling like, you know, even when I got my job in radio, I never thought I was an interesting person. I feel like this is just a bit of a pity party, sorry <laughs> about it. But you know, these are the feelings that you know pop up every now and then when you're putting yourself out on the air every day as well. You know, I um, it's hard not to know that it's very deeply personal and uh you know it's not just like oh you're good at your job and you love what you do that's awesome you know I used to work in a bank and you know I was really good at counting money and doing that stuff um that was that's a good skill but this skill that we do in radio is like your personality
0: Yeah. It's a hundred percent you, isn't it? I mean, we'll give or give or take 5% either way, but Mm. it is you on the line every single day. You put yourself out there. And that's what I think people find hard about air checks is when you sit down and and you're getting critiqued, you know, you've got to get better, but essentially they're telling you, you know, you're, uh, you could do this better, or you could do that better, or how about we improve this? And you, it's hard not to take that personally, really.
1: I have cried in air checks, so ah. not going to lie. <laughs> Are you going to cry on this podcast? No. Rally Rose. <laughs> I feel like we're getting there though. Like you never know what's happen.
0: <laughs> well, it's interesting that you say that you, so you're in the boss's office. Uh, well, the way mm. you described it, the way I pictured it is literally you've broken down in tears and he's mm. gone, well, oh, better give her the breakfast show. <laughs> how's, that, how's that worked? It does sound a little bit like that, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah.
1: I think like at that point, you know, I, I was always pretty vocal about wanting to get into a show and wanting to get into breakfast. At that point, I was doing um the daytime shift. um. But I think when you've got that just raw emotion in your office, I think maybe it's a bit of a trigger for your boss to go, oh, I think she's really serious. Like, I think she actually really does want it and it might keep her up at night. <laughs> so... Um, I think that's the way it played out for him in his head. Having said that, that was my previous boss, Brendo, and I've got a new boss now, Luke Tui, Bex, and he, um, <laughs> I don't think he knew how to handle me crying in his office, just quietly. <laughs> 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 he was like, He just,
0: um- just tiptoes out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I'll leave
0: that? the emotional girl. Alone. Yeah,
1: you know what? It's like three o'clock in a Friday <laughs> afternoon. I think you might be just also really tired from breakfast hours.
0: Yeah, well, the hours do mess with you, don't they?
1: Hmm. So, have you felt imposter syndrome before, Gorni? Like, have, do you feel it every now and then? Because you know, I I look at you and I look at your show, and I'm like, well, they they are one of, like you're so talented, not to. Um, I'm not allowed to swear on this, am I?
0: You can swear if you like, it's a podcast.
1: Not to piss in
0: your pocket too much. That's not even swearing, (laughs) Riley Rose. Piss in your pocket. You're very, Um, uh, PC on that one. But yeah, yeah, look, no. And the reason I wanted to get you on is because I I read the article and I've felt it and I still feel it uh, every single day and I'm. I'm nowhere near the the very top with the show that I do. I've worked at big kind of metro stations and I've worked uh, behind the scenes on some big shows with Fitzy and Whipper and yes. uh, Hughie and Kate. And I've been lucky enough to work on these shows. But, you know, you still have that thing where I was chatting to Mickey Marr, our program, our head, you know, content director. Mm. Uh, Bigwig. Yeah. For yesterday. <laughs> he, he was in market yesterday. And even I said to him, I was like, mate, I just, uh, I have some days where I'm like, am I the funny one? Am I the antagonizer? I mean, I know my role in the show, you know, a bit of a larrikin and uh, have a laugh and, you know, try and be that sort of guy. But you wake up some mornings and go, oh, another three hours on the air, are people going to be interested in me for three hours? And if you, I kind of see it like a footy game, so... It's kind of like, you're going to have some really good games where you finish at nine o'clock and feel great. And then you're Mm -hmm. going to have some other games, like even uh, Chris Judd played some shit games of footy, you know what I mean? So we're all going to have a bad day. And it's on those days, I guess, when you start to go, oh, you know, am I, am I funny enough or am Mm -hmm. I cut out for this? But I guess it's just something that you need to work through. So I definitely feel where you're coming from. I wouldn't say it's an everyday thing, but it's definitely you check in with yourself. And you go, where am I at right now? And I think that I think that's a healthy thing.
1: Yes. Well, it's interesting you say that you were asking Mickey those questions about, you know, what role you're playing in the show or, or what your shtick is. Um, you know, I think as radio announcers, also we spend a lot of time. Uh, well, I know I spend a lot of time. Uh, not pretending, but you know, you know, acting like I've got it figured out. And I'm like, yep, I know what my role is. I'm a little bit of an accident waiting to happen on the air. And that's my thing. Um, not necessarily the comedian, but, um, I'm unintentionally funny most of the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but you're right. And some days you do wake up in the morning you're like, I don't know what I'm doing and I don't even know who I am anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's definitely, you, you feel it, um, yeah, in the morning and, and, and throughout the, the day as well, but I'm sure like someone like uh, Kate Langbrook, who I've worked with, yes. um, I've, I've well, I haven't spoken to her directly about it, but you know, you spend enough time in the studio with someone and you start to get a, a sense of what someone's like. And I guess Kate's philosophy and what I can gather from her is that you've just got to be true to yourself. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like you don't have to look up to like you personally, you don't have to look up to Kate and go, I want to be like Kate or will I ever be like Kate? Because Kate's got to where she is by being Kate Langbrook.
1: Yes, I know that's very true. It's a really good message to take home.
0: So you know (laughs) what I mean? So you've got to kind of go, uh, all right, well, this is um, me on the air and hopefully it's, it's different enough or people like it enough for, for it to get to the next level. So Mm. I guess you just got to stay true to yourself.
1: Yes. And You know, it's about, and what I learned through uh, writing the column as well, because I actually couldn't put my finger on what was happening to me after Kate left Aubrey that day. And and I've been writing this weekly column every week. And I, I thought, oh, I really want to put this down on paper, like how I'm feeling. And it wasn't until I sat down and, and started writing that I was like oh this sounds like something I've heard of it which is imposter syndrome and towards the end of the article you know I'm just I'm I'm very much learning how to write columns and and how to write well and by the end of it I always like to wrap up the con- like the conclusion as um a bit of a, a take home I guess um so it wasn't until the end of the column that I was sort of like oh well how do I say this you know you should back yourself always and you should realize that um you're there for a reason as well like something I've actually Someone. got the article here, so oh, really? towards the oh, end, what have I
0: written? Uh, <laughs> uh, towards the end, you say we often forget to celebrate the wins.
1: Ah, yes. yeah, what a great line! Well, oh, yes. yeah,
0: well done, pat on the back. Uh, it says, don't uh, do yourself a favour and indulge in a humble brag every now and then. The imposter syndrome will soon realise it's outstayed. It's welcome.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's. That's very true. Like, you know, you sometimes have to wake up and smell the roses as well. You know, when I first started in radio, which was actually four years ago, nearly to the day, I started in promo and I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't really know much about radio. And I certainly didn't think I would end up doing a breakfast show in, in Aubrey as well, which is quite close to where I grew up too. I remember one night, um, Googling, Uh, where, you know, markets like Griffith and Dubbo were and I would have 100% packed up and left, but they were so far away and I was like, oh my goodness. And, you know, that was four years ago now. Of course, I would be, I would pack up and move if I had to right now. But, um, you know, it's waking up and smelling the roses. When I worked at the bank, as I said previously, You know, I used to listen to the radio show in Aubrey on Star FM and and be like, oh, I wish I could do that, you know, and you just forget to reflect sometimes that things have actually worked out pretty well.
0: Well, something I know about you is that you were in a boot camp, right? Run by SCA. This is true. You were in a boot camp run by SCA and that's how you got your job on air because you stood out in the boot camp.
1: Yeah. So that was really weird too. That was in Canberra and I had heard the ad on radio and I was like, oh, and and it, it was, it's very kind of vague. It's sort of like, oh, do you want a career in radio? How about you do this? And so I applied to go and I didn't really know what I was in for. And I, I sort of was driving to Canberra with my mum, and I was like, Mum, I could like get a job out of this, I think. And she was like, oh yeah, cool. I didn't even know really what Southern Cross, and that sounds really bad, but I didn't really even know what Southern Cross or Stereo was about I didn't realize they owned the radio stations in Aubrey like the River and Star FM um yeah I was very much a bit of a novice when it came to that sort of stuff and so I went and did the boot camp and yeah it's kind of like a weekend intensive like talent scouting or something and and Phil Bradley who's the CD in Hobart now he interviewed me at the end of the bootcamp. And, and I was like, I just really want to be the next Fifi box.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Aim high. Yeah. Aim high. That's (laughs) right.
1: I think you thought that was kind of funny. Um, so yeah. And, but to be honest, Gondi, I got the letter, um, that said, we'd like to have a second interview with you. And I was so, I, I come from a small town And I sort of had this, uh, little life and I was working at the bank and I, and my boyfriend was a real estate agent and we, I kind of had this like white picket fence life. And then I'd go up to the community radio station on Monday nights and, you know, flirt with this idea of being a radio announcer. And I was like, oh, that'll never happen. You know? I
0: thought you were going to say you flirted with the radio announcer. (laughs) And I was going to say, how did your boyfriend (laughs) feel about that? Monday nights, I'm at the radio station, we're flirting away. It's great. Yeah. yeah,
1: just have a little sneaky radio <laughs> affair. Yeah. Um. No, and then you know I got the letter saying with like a second interview, and then I I took like I was <laughs> I was so lucky, but it took like two months to actually get in touch because you know no nobody got in touch with me, so it was one of those things where I was like I need to follow this up, I need to follow this up, but I was actually so scared because I had this like cushy little life um in my hometown, and I kind of had this feeling that something was going to come from this like. Um, so I was like, oh, I don't know, I'm too scared of change. And, um, luckily I did get in touch with Phil Bradley, who was the CD in Aubrey then. And, and it's all worked out pretty well, but it's just that fear of the unknown. And I think that's what imposter syndrome comes from as well. And especially, you know, working radio, like, I don't know where I'm going to go next. And, yep. you know, I'm just going to like push and push and push until, you know, and work really hard until that that next step comes, I guess. Well,
0: two things from that, two things mm. from that is that you've taken the courage to take that leap. So that's uh, one big win right there to sort of go, you know, I'm going to take this thing on. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to, I'm going to give it a crack. So you've had the courage to do that there, but to also stand out in front of a whole bunch of people and then uh, for Phil Bradley to, to give you that job. I mean, that must give you some sort of, um, I don't know, some sort of recognition within yourself to go, I don't know, maybe I'm good enough.
1: Yeah, that's true. And you
0: forget those moments, don't you?
1: Yes. And I think it all ties into, yeah, what we were talking about just before about, you know, not celebrating those wins, Mm. which what I wrote, um, because we kind of get tunnel vision about, oh, this isn't good enough or that's not good enough and I'll never be as good as that. But actually all these amazing things have happened and you know what that experience with Kate Langbrook when she was in Aubrey she was I mean you would know if you've worked with her she was so forthcoming with all her advice and she was so lovely to me and, and you know took the time to talk to me and um actually yeah she was so nice and and that's a win in itself as well you know if you had have told me four years ago that I'd be hanging out with Kate you know like Uh, I would have been
0: like,
1: yeah, good one, Gondi." I remember,
0: you brought back memories for me. I remember when I got the call asking me if I wanted to anchor their show and I was like, what, me? You want me to do it? Are you sure? Because I loved their (laughs) show when I was living in Melbourne. I was living, I was working at Nova in Sydney at the time, but I think I was like, I was 26 when I got that call. I was like, 26 feels young to be anchoring a Melbourne breakfast show. God, Uh,
1: pressure's on. Were you so nervous?
0: Yeah, I was nervous and I did it for a year and then I moved back to Sydney and, uh, yeah, I was, I was, well, now that I look back on it at the time, I thought I was killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, oh, this is great. You know, 26, Melbourne, Husey and Kate, I thought I was flying, but in hindsight, I probably got a little bit ahead of myself and, uh, you know, I wish I knew then what I know now, I would have worked yeah. a lot harder at it because, Um, you know, things happened outside of my control and I got moved back to Sydney and Dan Anstey, uh, replaced me and, uh, uh, you know, I could probably sit here and say right now it was my doing because I didn't put the work in that was needed.
1: That's interesting. So where did you go from there?
0: Well, I was working with Fitzy and Whipper prior to that. And then I did (laughs) a a summer night show with Rachel Finch. Um, I
1: actually saw that, um, YouTube video not long ago. Of Um, what? Of um, you interviewing Robin Williams.
0: Yeah, so yeah, so that was from that. That was from that night show That's with cool. with Finchie. Uh, and then <laughs> off the back of that, they uh, said to me, do you want to go anchor Husey and Kate? And I said, yeah, that uh, you know I'd love to. And um, I left Fitz and Whipper and went to Melbourne. And it was almost about a year. Um, and yeah, towards the end of the year, they said, oh, we want you to go back and work with Fitz and Whipper. Um, the guy that was... Um, that had taken over from me, wasn't working out. They wanted me to go back. So, but I was like, but I'm doing this here. And they said, yeah, well, we think you're better suited to that and we're going to get Dan Anstey to to come in and, and sort of take over that anchor role. Nothing to do with Hughie and Kate, they were, yeah. they were great. But I think if I, you know, if I had made myself indisposable, I think mm. is the right word, like if I had worked myself into a spot where I was too good to let go again, Yeah. Um, then maybe I would have continued doing it, but then I also look at like Fitzy and Whipper with a Sydney breakfast show and, um, you know, they, they, they thought I was better suited with those guys because I had a great relationship with those guys. And that's how radio can work. You know, you can just sort of be uprooted and moved and it's like a bit yeah. of a chess game. You just get moved around at any time. So that's kind of how that played out. And I guess when I look back at it, I go, if I could be you know, if I would have made myself indisposable, like they had to keep me there, then maybe I still would have been there. But what I will say is looking back on all that stuff that happened and how it all played out, I wouldn't be where I am now, which is, and I'm really happy where I am right now. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have ended up at Nova in Brisbane where I met Bree and we hosted the show together for four years and uh, here on the coast and now from Sydney doing radio that I get to create myself. And that wouldn't have happened if the alternative happened. Do you, do you know what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I hope you don't mind if I get a little bit whimsical on your podcast. No, no, but, go for it. You know, I, I do actually believe that some things happen for a reason as well.
0: Yeah, 100%. And it's hard mm. to see at the time. Um, yeah. It really is hard to see at the time. I'm sure everyone can relate to that. But I honestly look back now and go, it played out perfectly.
1: Yeah, 100%. You know, When I was in the workday here in Aubrey, and I was like, "Oh, I really want to be in a breakfast show. I want to be in a show." I actually demoed um, for Townsville, and you know, I I believe um, I got pretty close, but it didn't happen. And I was really upset. I was pretty heartbroken, um, you know, at the prospect of finally getting into a show, and then it uh, it didn't happen. But you know, then a few months later, Aubrey came up, so. I mean, sometimes you just have to trust the process and trust the radio process, right?
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And so how long are you happy to wait where you are right now? How long have you been in the market there?
1: I am coming up to two years at the end of this year. So I would like to, you know... See what's out there at the end of the year, and see what if there's any um, other opportunities. Um, but having said that, you know, if I had if I had to stay in Aubrey a little bit longer, I obviously be happy. I mean, Seamus, my co-host, and I really get along, and um, yeah, we're very happy here. But. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I think that's a pretty good timeline. What do you think? You've got all this experience. <laughs> well, uh,
0: it's uh, is there a good timeline? That's the thing. Mm. Uh, I think you just have to take what opportunities uh, present themselves, I guess. Yep. Um, yep. So, and and just be honest and say, hey, I'm enjoying it here, but I want to mm. be considered for, for whatever comes up and and, and then assess As to what uh, comes up, because I truly believe sometimes that, you know, you can be persistent and you got to encourage people to take risks and do all these things, but the opportunities arise when they're there. You know what I mean? Like you can't force an opportunity sometimes.
1: I know that's so true. That's what I worry about. I'm like, oh, I feel like lots of breakfast shows started at the start of this year, so oh, there'll be nothing at the end of the year. So but you just never know.
0: But also if you're focusing too much as well on what's next, you're not going to enjoy what you're doing right now.
1: I know. That is so true, Gondi, as well. Like live in the moment as well.
0: (laughs) Because people keep saying to me, what are you doing next? I'm like, I'm loving this.
1: Yes, exactly. And is there
0: anything wrong with that? I don't think there is.
1: And you never know what's going to happen or what's around the corner.
0: Exactly. And so mm. when Kate was there, what because you mentioned uh, that she uh, spoke to you, gave you some advice. What was yes. she saying? What did she say? Uh,
1: well, we actually didn't really talk about radio, to be honest. I actually was asking her about my column <laughs> that I write once a week. Because as I was saying, this is so new to me. So I'm sort of like... I think I need a little And she used to write for the Sunday magazine and the Herald Sun and that I would love to do that one day. I remember, you know, when Fifi box would write hers and I would a flick to her page every Sunday morning. And it was just like the thing to do that I always did. And I would love someone to read my column like that as well. So I sort of asked her about that and she, yeah, she, she was really, she was, so funny. She said she ended up having to, um, they sacked her actually because she wasn't getting them in on time, (laughs) but yeah, she was great. We've
0: all been sacked at some point. Have you ever been sacked?
1: Um, no, I haven't actually. Not yet. Ah, Not yet.
0: It's radio. It's coming for you, mate, eventually. At some totally. point.
1: <laughs> I know. I feel like I need, I'll, I'll have some bad, bad luck is coming. No, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> no. I've been so lucky. Well,
0: what's the saying? What do they say? Something about, yeah, haven't worked in radio until you've been fired.
1: Okay. That's good. So, have you been, You've been well, yeah, obviously. Well,
0: know. I wasn't fired. Yeah, what you
1: say you were
0: fired? I didn't lose my job because I stayed working with Nova. I just went back to the role that I was uh, yes. doing prior to that. So in my mind, it was a bit of a, I felt like it was a little bit of a failure. Yeah. But, you know, to get to go back and work with Fitz Whipper in Sydney, I mean, it's not really, yes. it's not like they said, you've stuffed it up, see you later, you're out of the game. Yeah. Um, it's just, I was changing roles, but I definitely at the time, when they told me, I remember when I got pulled into the office and I was being told I was that, that was it for my stint in Melbourne. Like it mm. hits you hard.
1: Yes. Yeah. I could imagine a hundred percent.
0: Yeah. It hits you I really mean, even hard.
1: when I, even when I didn't get Townsville and I thought, and I was like, oh, that sucks. And I was crying and crying. And I
0: was just like, I've still got a job by the way. Yeah, I know. But still, <laughs> you're like, you know, you feel like you've. You've missed out on something. So yeah, it definitely happens. So forgetting about your next step, what would you, what are you aiming for, Riley Rose? What's the ultimate thing for you in radio?
1: Oh, like the ultimate, like the big pie in the sky dream.
0: Yeah, just shoot for the top. If you could pick Mm. any job right now or any job you think you'd do forever in radio, what Mm. is it for you?
1: I would love to do a national drive show just because... It just sounds like so much fun, you know, and I remember the reason I got into radio, Gandhi, is because I used to listen to Fifi and Jules and um, I'd work in my mum's cafe and in the afternoons when it was was quiet, sorry, I'd press my ear up to the, the speaker and listen to them and it just sounded like they were having so much fun, I think. You know, there's a bit of wiggle room with a drive show to have the, you know, a little bit more fun, light and bright content and whatnot. Um, not that I don't love breakfast though, but you know, when it comes to, uh, it's definitely a bit out of my comfort zone to be doing, um, you know, the things that you have to do in breakfast too. Like those real political and the really big breaking stories. Yeah. Topical
0: stuff. Yeah. It
1: all comes in practice, I guess. But, um, I definitely think a drive show would be, yeah, amazing. Can you
0: see yourself there?
1: I think so. Yeah. You'll, You'll be there? as long as the imposter syndrome doesn't get in the way too much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's where I think the self-doubt comes too though because you you go okay, there's three major networks which means three yeah. drive shows in the whole country that everyone would like to do because the hours are are better yeah. and, and, you, and and that's when you start to look around at other people and go this, and I'm, I'm relating it back to the imposter syndrome, but you you look around and you go, that person's better than me, they're going to yep. get it. Or that person's done more than me, they're going to get it. But I, I'm sure there'd be times when people that are in these drive shows now, or you mentioned Fifi, Fifi and Jules, there must've been times when, I've only met Fifi once, but there surely must've been times, even if they wanted to do that job where they went, is it ever going to be a thing? Is it ever yeah. going to be possible if I look at all the other people doing it everything needs to fall into place, you know?
1: I know it's so true. And it's a little bit about timing as well. You know, uh, I think, um, too. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, I, I wish I could go back to and tell myself in community radio that, you know, everything is going to work out. So I just, try and think about, or maybe in 10 years time, I'll, I'll be like, I wish I could go back to myself in Aubrey and tell myself it's all going to work out because, you know, I think it will work out all at the end of the day. Well, hopefully it does, (laughs) Gondi.
0: You and I both. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Um, but I think, you know, just, um, yeah, like backing yourself and, you know, yeah, you're right. You, You sort of look around, you're like, shit, everyone's so bloody talented, but yeah, I just got to realize that. You know, I, I think there must be something good about me too. <laughs>
0: yeah, 100%. You've got to back your you've got to back yourself in. So,
1: yeah, uh, also as,
0: also aside from the next step, like how do you see that happening for yourself? Is it just are you super focused on your content each day, is it making contacts in the industry? What do you think what kind of steps does it take to get to that top?
1: Yeah, it's weird that when you say that, isn't it, like, because there are these different steps that you can take and sort of when you're focused on one step, the other one gets neglected a little bit, Um, especially, you know, for me, like networking, I I really like sending off those emails and stuff, but you know what, I, I don't keep on myself to do it uh, all the time. And I guess it's that self-doubt that comes in as well. You're like, oh, I'm just going to wait for the perfect break to come along. And that's when you're like, well, then I should be really, really focusing on my content. And of course you focus on your content every day. But, um, you know, sometimes that perfect break doesn't come along for... Ages, um, So you're better off just sending it out and getting some feedback on it anyway. You, you uh, can be
0: a little hard on yourself too. And that's what I found interesting about chatting to Ego. I did a, an episode yes. with uh, Brisbane CD from Hit 105, Ego, and he was saying, only send your best stuff. And I know what it's like to sit there and go, well, I think it's good, but are they going to think it's my best? Yeah, or, exactly. Or, I mean, is this my, should I wait for an even better break? Yeah. I think sometimes you need to just go, well, you know what, this is the best right now. And I'm sending it because I want feedback on it to get even better.
1: Yeah, that's right. Sometimes you're just like, my best is still waiting for me in the future. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, of course, trying to um, really work on those little one percenters and, and whatnot in the show and and thinking of really great content and of course making some noise as well is really important to me um i don't feel like i've hit that mark yet i don't feel like i've um i think the imposter syndrome column was probably maybe the first um and 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 obvious we did stuff on on air with that as well but that was the first little taste of like oh People are talking about what I've done and that was really cool. And definitely want to focus on doing a little bit more of that as well.
0: So that's the thing. You can start an article and Ego mentioned it in the episode as well. He can, you know, you can start an article like that to create some noise or, uh, this podcast that I do within the industry as well. You know, it's just another way for, for me personally, it was just, I wanted to, I would read things on radio today and I'd go, I want to know more about that. Yeah. You know, there's exactly. a little bit of info there, but I want to know more. So that's why I kind of started that. But then this has generated a bit of talk in the industry as well, which is great. So oh, it's, 100%. it's the little things that you can do, like your article and stuff, like yeah. Tanya with her social media and uh, the way she's gone about that. There's there's little things you can do outside of radio, uh, which help along the way as well. So. Yeah
1: and like finding what works for you as well and what suits you because I always looked at Tanya's videos and I was like they're so funny and they're so good but I I just can't see myself talking in front of a camera I think it'd be an uncomfortable area for me um doing those videos as much as I would have loved to but um you know that sometimes it works for some people and, and you've got to find your thing too.
0: Yeah, and that's the other thing people can get trapped up in as well. They go, well, that's work for Tanya. I'm going to start doing Facebook videos and, yeah. and YouTube videos, and it, it doesn't work for everyone, and everyone has to find their their own yeah. way. But
1: They're like, why aren't I getting millions of views? God damn it.
0: <laughs> well, I'm working with Tanya at the moment, and I've had her on this thing, and even she said uh, she was just putting it out there. She didn't expect it to, to go as yeah. big as it did, and it was just a matter of, of doing. You've just got yep. to start doing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because like we said with the perfect break before, you know what, sometimes you've just got to bite the bullet and just have a go, have a crack
0: hundred percent, mate. And you know what? <laughs> you're staring imposter syndrome in the face yes. and you're taking it down.
1: I'll defeat your imposter syndrome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Riley Rose, I hope you find the, the dream job you're looking for. Thank and you, Gondi. I hope you work through, I mean, by the sound of things, you, you, you're tackling imposter syndrome to the ground. So it's not even an issue, but one worth raising because it's something that other people can read and go, I've been there too. I can relate. And hopefully you've helped some people along the way.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I hope people can relate to it too. Thank you so much for having me on, Gawndy.
0: Hey, no worries. I, w- I want to get you back actually because you had a great idea where yes. you flipped it on me and you wanted to chat to me.
1: Absolutely. We have to do that, Gawndy, because even in this podcast episode, I was like, oh, I need to ask you more about this.
0: All right. Well, let's come back and do it all again and uh, you can ask me any question you like.
1: Excellent. I might I'll have to get some like public questions as well. Oh, ask ask Gandhi anything.
0: I don't know if anyone will care, but feel <laughs> free to put it out there. <laughs> I, look, I look forward to it, mate. Uh, thanks for chatting with me.
1: Thanks, Gandhi.
0: The Radio Randomly Podcast. Hosted by Gandhi and produced by Gia Moylan. Chatting randomly to radio people about radio.